Welcome to the show. Here's my dad. On this episode of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast, we talk with Simon Ben, an adult adoptee and a coach. He shares his story and how we can work together to help our adoptees thrive. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Infant Adoption Guide podcast. My name is Tim Elder. I'm a dad of three through infant adoption. This is the show where you get the inspiration, the resources, stories, and hope to help you go on that adventure that you're thinking about 24-7. That's building your family through adoption. So thank you for joining me today. You know, as a dad of three through infant adoption, I know from experience it can get overwhelming as you're trying to adopt. You're trying to find that best and right adoption agency to help you. I want to help cut through that overwhelm. Not only to help you learn how and where to find infant adoption agencies, but then choose the right one you can trust all the way through your journey to adopt. So I've created this brand new guide. It's called How to Find the Right Adoption Agency in Four Steps. It's a free guide to you and just walks you through where to find the right adoption agencies, how to evaluate them, how to choose the right one for you. So just go to findmyadoptionagency.com and you'll see how to get that free guide findmyadoptionagency.com. Get started getting the help you need. All right, let's get into the interview with Simon right now. All right, our guest on the show today is Simon Ben. He is an adoptee and a coach who empowers adoptive parents to empower their children to thrive, which is what we're going to get into today on the show. He was adopted at a, at a young age and his life went pretty well until something happened later in life. He's going to talk about that led to some intense anger about being unloved and not good enough and He got into personal development to find happiness. He sold his business. He became a coach. He started working with kids back in 2013, inspiring them to be happy, confident, and to make their dreams come true. And he's here to share his story and to share what he's learned with us today. So welcome, Simon, to the show. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you, Tim. It's uh, it's lovely to see you. Uh, When we had a a prelim chat, I don't know, a month or so ago, I just thought you're a great guy, and I'd, I'd love to spend time with you. Looking forward to spending some time with you today. So. Yeah. Thank you. And, Likewise, uh, we, can, we can share some stuff that's going to be of useful to your, uh, of use to your listeners. So, because that's what it's all about. Absolutely, yes. And uh, I've had folks periodically uh, share with me that they'd love to hear from an adult adoptee. So I'm so excited to have you on uh, to share your story and to share your experiences, um, because it's not all peaches and cream. And uh, after we adopt, you know. We, when we adopt as, as hopeful adoptive families, when you're going into it, adoption doesn't end at the when that child's placed with you or at finalization. That's the beginning. And that's what we're talking about today is helping our children, um, empowering them and helping them to thrive. And I love what you're doing with kids and helping parents now, too. So let's uh, get into that and just tell us uh, what what's your adoption story? What was like for like life like for you uh, growing up and what challenges you may have faced as you as yeah. an adoptee growing um, up? so i was adopted uh, at about four or five weeks old um i was told very early i was talking to my mum about this yesterday and she said that um they told me before um they adopted my sister so my sister is just like just under two years uh younger than me so i must have known at about one and a half, you know, just before I was two. And they told me in a really, um, a really sweet way. Uh, 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 so they told me with a picture book. So it's a picture book about a story about a couple that fell in love and, um, uh, and got married. And then, uh, you know, their life, the, the, they didn't feel that their, their um, home was complete. Their life was complete. The family was complete until they adopted a child. Now. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I don't remember reading that, being read that book. Obviously, I wasn't reading because I was one and a half or whatever. <laughs> I wasn't reading, but they read that to me with a picture book. Um, I don't remember that event, but I do remember the book because it was in my childhood, um, uh, my wardrobe, my cupboard, in my in my book, in my bookcase, and I was so I was told really, really young, early, and um, that I've seen a lot of perceived wisdom now that says tell, tell kids later. Um, obviously, they told me earlier, uh, in my opinion, I think that's better because then it doesn't, people, none of us like shocks. Right. Okay. COVID has come as a shock. Yeah. <laughs> Adults don't like shocks. We don't like shocks. So 
you know, the, the earlier we can tell, um, yeah. anyway, so my, my adoption went well. Um, my, uh, you know, ups and downs, everybody goes through ups and downs, right? And, um, and life, life is, life is up and down and our moods go up and down. So, so yeah, but my childhood went well. I went into the family business. Actually, a lot of my, uh, mental anguish, should we say, was around business. You know, I went into the family business. I found that really tough. And then when I, you know, success was very elusive. And then when it finally arrived, it was like a hollow victory. And uh, it didn't mean anything to me. You know, I've never been particularly motivated by making money, but I'd always been very worried about making a loss. <laughs> I'd always been very scared about failure, you know, at the back of my mind. So my business life was actually the biggest cause of concerns in my 30s, we say. And then, as I say, this success, um, we had a good year and, um, uh, and, it, and, and it was a really hollow victory. Uh, and I, I think a lot, of, a lot of people, that comes true. So you interview yeah, sports, uh, uh, sports stars being interviewed and they've just won the gold medal or they've just won the NBA or they've just won the Super Bowl. And they say things like it hasn't really sunk in yet. Um, and for me, that's actually about the fact that the, the thought about success, the expectation of success hasn't been lived up to, hasn't been lived up to. That's what happened to me in business. So business success didn't make me happy was kind of the, the, the realization that I came to. And about that time, I discovered that my, uh, my teddy bear that I'd had from being a kid was actually a gift from my birth mother. Mm. Um, and, uh, I thought uh, the first time I heard that, I thought that's a little bit strange. But then a couple of weeks later, I was relating the story to a new friend of mine. This was a, a course leader um, on a communication course. I've been. I had this massive eruption of anger, uh, and um, I, you know, I felt that my birth mother had rejected me. She didn't love me. Um, this is this is a show going out without any profanity, so I won't put any profanity. I won't tell you word for word what I said, but believe you me, it was like really very, I, I'd never felt, I'd never felt that anger before. I'd never thought that I was so rejected before, but you know, um, that, that's what, that's what kind of kickstarted my journey. And it's 14 years ago. Um, and that led, eventually led me to, you know, so I learned some stuff and decided I wanted to share that with the rest of the world. I kept my adoption stuff out of it actually until fairly recently um and uh and now i'm bringing the whole of my story to bear and uh, to empower to empower others so yeah um uh, giving a kind of like a an adult adoptee perspective on what kids are going through because i've been I, my life has gone from light you know everything was going okay to dark when i was like in the dark or the, the, the fog, some people call it the fog, adoptive fog, to brilliant bright. My life is really brilliant bright at the moment. I'm, I've considered myself very lucky that my life is that bright. Okay. Um, but because I've been through the, I've, got, I've been through all phases, light, dark, and ultra bright, I can see the difference between the two. And that's what's the luckiest thing for me because there's a lot of people in the dark and Hopefully, I can shed a message, uh, help a little, um, uh, share my message and share my story, what I've learned to help them towards that lighter, lighter, uh, you know, taking life a, a little bit lighter. That's what I'm all about. Uh, work, uh, helping a, uh, adoptive parents with that perspective um, so that, that they can understand some of the darkness that their kids might go through and then they can guide them to the light. And also working with adult adoptees as well. Who who are suffering like I did when I, when I was going through that tough tough phase. So yeah, that's what my that's what my, my life is, and that's what my passion is. And how did you get through that darkness? I mean, you got you you felt almost felt like oh, falling off a cliff or something, or getting hit by a car or something. It sounded like you just get hit so fast and so hard, and that anger just kind of sent you over. How did you pull yourself up out of all that anger? Okay, so. By, by seeing things more clearly, by seeing things more clearly. Right? So I'm like you, 
I'm a how-to guy. How do I do this, right? So how do I change the world? <laughs> how, do I, how do I get to be on more uh, great podcasts like you? And how, how can we work together to help more adoptive parents and adoptees? You know, how can I? I'm a how-to guy, right? So I, I, we live in a world obsessed with the how-tos and the processes and the strategies, right? But what actually changes our world for us is when we see something different, right? So when we have that insight, when we have that epiphany, or epiphanet, because sometimes people get a little bit hung up on epiphanies, you know, they get epiphany only. My insight wasn't as big as that guy's. I want what he had, you know? Um, so the how-to, the how-to is, is an insight when we realize that the way that we've seen the world has been wrong, mm. you know? So it's the insights that change the world. That's why I'm a coach. I ask questions. I ask you a question, it's got a little question mark on then it's got a little hook. And the hook draws out the person's truth, hopefully, out of them. And they see a new truth. So um, they see that um, if they're an adoptee, they see that there is light. And then they just get that little glimmer of light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. And that's what propels them to, to, to change. The change comes from the new idea, not from the strategy. If change came from strategies, right, I would always get eight hours kip. I wouldn't uh, drink a couple of bottles of beer uh, most nights. I would drink a lot less caffeine, drink only water. I wouldn't be have little um, little uh, muffin tops or or uh, or um, uh, love handles just above my jeans. You know where I'm a little bit fat from COVID. That you know, we we would the if the how tos were the answer, then there would be no childhood obesity. There would be no there'd be no COVID probably. There'd be a lot less COVID. It, it, it's about um, hanging. I call this hanging out at the bus stop for insights. Uh, and the great news, right, for all your listeners, is that's what you're doing right now. Mm. It is a yeah. metaphorical bus stop. It is a, a metaphorical yeah. bus stop. I can't guarantee when your listeners are going to have an insight. Right? They may, some of them have already had some insights already. Uh, some of them might have some in, in a couple of minutes. Some might not have no insights, whatever. If I could make all my, all my points and all my questions and all my hooks land for your, for your listeners, believe me, I would. But I can't because there's no such thing as a second-hand insight. We have to have them for ourselves so how do we change how do we change stuff well we we change stuff by developing um new knowledge i used to having insights and and develop and, and then developing the skills to um uh, to take what what we've learned and, and share that with our kids for example yeah so i'm coaching yeah so short answer no <laughs> very short question long answer <laughs> yeah no it makes sense i mean you, you got to have that internal perspective and uh yeah you're right it's not just about reading something and automatically or understanding it and knowing something more about yourself uh you mentioned though on your i believe i saw it on your website that you had stumbled across an adoption book that kind of made you stumble and maybe that was in the middle of your, when you went from light to fog to brilliant light and in that fog state, is that when you had this book that? That's right. Um, I've given you three phases to simplify my life, but pretty much all my days are like that, you know, um, I, I, rather than 54 years. So what actually happened was I, I thought that I'd, um, my consciousness had really, really, uh, evolved and I was and I was in the light already yeah so I was at I, I thought I was at 80 watts and 80 watts was where it was at right and then I, I read this book and um, this book um, sent me back into the dark so it sent me down back down from 80 watts to to like 20 watts uh, on a light bulb and I stayed there I bumped along there for a while until I realized that what I'd read in that book was totally wrong. You know when you like you've got a, a soccer ball, a ball, and you put it you put it in a swimming pool, and you plunge it down under the level of the, the swimming water, and then it bounces back up. And, 
and it bounces far higher. You you held it. We held it on the on the on the um, on the surface of the pool, and we pushed it down six inches. But it bounces back up, like two foot. Yeah, that's how I came up. Okay. That's how I came up. So it took me down. I went down from eighty watts to to twenty watts, and then I bounced back up to about one hundred and fifty. Believing the contents of the book had sent me from 80 watts mm -hmm. to 20 watts or from the surface of the water to six inches below it and then realizing it bounced back up to what about that book that made you go down well, well here's the thing right i realized that i was assigning attributing i'm not sure i have the word uh normal human emotions to being adopted so let's take one example so rejection i felt really rejected when i in that anger remember i'd never felt that anger before but in that moment in that moment i felt that anger of rejection right and i and, and i believe that i felt i, I believed my feeling i believe my feeling was true and i and i believed it was all that that was right that my birth mother had rejected me okay and then I read it a bit, a bit later on. I read it in the book. You know, adoptees don't like rejection. Mm. But Tim, it's like you're not you're an adoptive parent. You're not adopted yourself, right? Like, do you like being rejected? No, never. No, nobody likes being rejected. <laughs> so it's not an adoptee thing. It's not an adoptee thing. Adoptees like they may feel it a little bit more than others. But um, there's a little phrase, correlation isn't causation. Just because it's common doesn't mean it's causal. Because if it was causal, I would feel adopted all the time. I'm sorry, I, I, I've been adopted all my life. You know, I was adopted for five weeks old. I, I've, uh, five weeks old, sorry. I, then, so my mood has gone up and down. My, my, my dislike of rejection has gone up and down. If it was causal, then it would be the same. It would be, it would, it, it wouldn't vary. That's one example of, of uh, well, it's kind of like a summary of what I saw eventually, and that that I that I had fallen for my own beliefs, and um, and then when I saw the truth in that, then it kind of it, it it set me uh, it set me free. And you see, until it didn't set me free again. You know, I fall, I fall for the rubbish in my head all the time, but it it, it, it hurts me less when I do not do it. So when you read that book, it took you down, using the metaphor, a little bit below the surface again. Did it take some time? How much time did it take you to just process oh, right, this? Yeah. And... So this is the thing, okay. Um, we live in a world where we are conditioned that change takes time. Everybody tells us, oh, it takes time. Well, it's a bit, it's a bit like, the, I'm back to the bus again here, right? The bus may take, may take a long time to travel from the last stop, but it always arrives in an instant. Hmm. Change happens in an instant. It may just take a long time for that instant to come. Does that make sense? So... In your, I'm just practical. I'm so practical. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm pushing, yeah, yeah, processing okay. in, the, in my head. <laughs> so, so as you're moving well, along, I'm just trying to put a timeline in my head, I guess. Maybe that's my, my hang up. Okay. You, you get the book or so you're going down the road, you're, you're anger. You get the book, it pushes you down a little further. You process your change, your, your, this truth, this, the fallacy really of the book. Yeah, that's a good word, fallacy. And it shoots you up. Did it feel like you said change comes in an instant? So you, did you feel like it was an instant when you just went shooting up out of that water? You were the soccer ball and went shooting up it. out of the water? I yeah. felt it, yeah. Yeah. And at that moment, that, and then you start feeling like this is my bright light moment. Like I'm. This is this is the another, This is another bright. This is a. Uh, this is another bright light moment. You know, I, it's it's all it is really is I'm. Uh, your mood goes up and down during the day, yeah. Right. right. So I'm just talking about a, a little bit more. So if your mood gotcha. 
so you, you, everybody's listening to the podcast, right? So I'm doing like a, a, a graph sign, like a heartbeat monitor when you're watching ER. If you ever watched ER, oh, yeah. you know, you, you know, so it's going like that, right? So it, it's my my, um, uh, my up and my ups and downs uh, that I'm describing are approximately six inches, right? And that, that's how our, our mood is. You know, it goes mm -hmm. up and down by six inches. All I'm talking about here really is um, that my mood was going up and down by about six foot, mm. about six inches. So I'm just talking about more extreme moods because I'm in this space where my moods are a lot more variable. So my highs are higher and my lows are lower, but I come back from the lows a lot faster and I am less bothered. I'm less bothered about the lows because okay. I don't trust the lows anymore. Gotcha. And how did that move you to going to, you know what? I don't want to, I'm not going to do my business that my family business anymore. And I want to be a coach. I mean, is that, that is that, was that, that a was transformation well. thing? Yeah. Okay. That, that was an insight as well. That was an insight as well. So, um, my business going back, going back 11 years ago, um, it had been really tough. I'd had some of my, my learnings, if you like, some of, you know, some of my, um, jumps in consciousness. I, my moods were, my moods were generally getting a lot better, but I, I couldn't get the business to do what I wanted to do. So I decided that I had to get out of it. And then it was like, I, but I had no idea what I was going to do. And I was talking to one of my, to, to one of my coaches uh, and I just, um, I just came out with the idea. It was a new thing. It was a new insight, an insight. There was a change that happened in the moment. And I just said, um, she's called Liz, this lady. I said, just, just Liz, I want your job. I didn't want her job. I just wanted to do the same job with her. <laughs> I didn't want uh, yeah, that was uh, 2010. So just over 11 years ago, yeah. And so you started working with kids and it wasn't adoptees necessarily. It was kids in school and no, I, no, and, and you can I, see it on your I, website. I yeah. I did a couple of things out of before. So my first, my first, uh, venture was kind of, um, small business owners. Mm. And then my next venture was, uh, big businesses. And then those two didn't work out. So then I, I worked, I started on a kid's, uh, you know, I had this idea of working with kids, writing a, a kid's book about, about ups and downs, right. you know, about happiness and sadness and stuff. Um, so yeah, then I started working in schools and um, inspiring kids to make their dreams come true. I'm just going to give you a, a, a little bit of a, a, a tip now, uh, you know, th that's more practical. What I found works with kids is um, a lot of parents say, well, I've tried to talk to my child about confidence or self-esteem and it didn't go anywhere right so it's a it's a tricky conversation right obviously not all of them have that if they if they're having if, if things are going okay they don't bring me up do they clearly you know they want to solve their own problem but um they say oh, i don't know how to have the conversation right so so you know the kids kids lives are run by other people's agendas you know they're run by at school they're run by the the, the principal and the curriculum that's set down by the government and all that sort of stuff and it's at home it's set by the set by the parent obviously that's the way it works so the best way to actually get your child to op open up or get get talking about um i just call it mindset for shorthand or confidence yeah is to actually ask them what they want so my the model i came up with pretty quickly um, again, in a flash of insight, was to ask the kids in the classroom, okay, what, what's your dream? Okay. What do you need to do to make your dream come true? Okay. How do you need to be? How do you need to feel? And how do you need to think to make that dream come true? And then we're into confidence and positivity. You see what I mean? We're using the child's, the child's drivers their motivation to engage them in a conversation rather than saying the flip side. Now, I, I don't know, you know, would anybody ever do this? We're a little bit worried about your confidence, Simon. Well, uh, I'm going to shut right down. <laughs> so there's something wrong with me. You're saying that I'm 
God, I've, I've got all this stuff going on already. Um, now you tell me that you want to talk to me about the conference. I really don't want to talk about that. Um, I don't. I really don't want to talk about that, Dad. That's how I would have been, I think, if I'd been 10, not 54. Do you know what I mean? So... Um, so that was my that was my model, my, my model in, in that I came up with in schools. And I and here's a critical thing, right? The critical thing. I came up with that model as an insight. I didn't know that that's what I was going to do. It came it came to me as like a, an idea out of the blue, like all the time, right? And people say, well, how do I have more of those? Well, that's what you've been doing all your life. You have raised your kids, Tim. You've learned by experience. That's how we learn. We learn by experience, but we're unsure. And there's all these people on the internet saying, are you unsure of your parenting skills? Come and speak, come on my free webinar, and I will tell you the seven steps to get your child to behave properly. And we think, hallelujah. Sorry, I'm not a religious guy. We think, yes, this guy knows how I feel. I'm going to sign up and go to go the course. And then they go up, you go on the webinar and say, yeah. Well, I'm going to lay these, step, these steps out for you. But if you really want to know what I, I know, then you're going to have to pay me $9.99 and I will buy this ebook. You know, that's how we're, we're kind of like, we're programmed. We're looking for the how-tos. We're looking for the practical stuff. And, you know, I, I, the, I love the fact that you're a practical guy. I'm a practical guy too. The most practical stuff is the most effective stuff. And the most effective stuff happens from a new insight. Even the insight that insights come from insights, not from how-tos. And we stop spending all our time trying to Google our way to, to um, our, our kids' happiness. It ain't going to work. You know, talking to a mum, I was working with a mum last week, I was talking to her, her and her husband as well yesterday. She said, well, yeah, and, and I need to find time to do this. Yes. Yeah. We learn by experience. And learning takes time. Experience takes time. That's great. I love you. The little soundbite I just caught out of there was you can't Google your way to your kid's happiness. That's just, that's awesome. Uh, you need to put that on your website. That's a great quote. Okay. Uh, but I, I want to yeah. circle back Stop to Googling. your. Yeah. Stop Googling. You found me by Google, right? Yeah. <laughs> you can't Google your way to your <laughs> happiness. Give me a call and I'll. We'll talk about happiness and where it comes from because that's the key thing here, yeah. right? Yep. This is the this is the key thing. I'm laughing. I'm laughing. Mm -hmm. But we're raised. We're also raised, or I was, on the idea that uh, happiness comes from outsiders. So ooh, we have miserable weather, yeah. Or in my case, Simon, when you hit your hundred thousand pound profit target and you buy your Porsche. You will be happy. Mm. Guess what? It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd, I'd already learned that lesson. I'd had a Lotus before. I, I, and I'd forgotten the lesson that I'd learned. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm not, I may know stuff, but I'm still bloody, sorry, I'm still human. I still make mistakes. Well, I love that you created this activity book. It's called Jack Cherry and the Juicer. Jack Cherry and the Juicer, yeah. So it's all about the, the the truth that feelings come from thoughts. Yeah, they don't come from the outside world. Yeah, yeah and if okay. you go on yeah. Simon's website, and we'll share the link, you, you'll you see the video. It's just a three-minute video, but uh, the kids, just the, them talking about this activity book, because he's in the classroom with them and showing them this activity book. They're working through it together, and just hearing their thoughts come out of working through the book is just really cool. You got to watch the video three minutes. We'll put it in the link, but uh, uh, that kind of stuff is what changes, you know, kids and keeps their, their, their happiness going. Cause kids, like you said, comes, it comes from within. They have the happiness already within them, but we're beating them down as they get older, you know, and, and us as adults don't even realize we're doing it at times. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that you're doing that. And uh, let's jump into talking about though, uh, specifically adoptees now so you're so you're starting to work with and coach adoptees and adopters as you call them or, or adoptive parents what, yeah adoptive parents yeah uh, some people get hung up on the technology uh, the terminology i'm sorry if i don't either is, no i don't know i don't know i'm just using the term because i know you use the term adopters and that's cool i, I don't mind that term either but i, I want to talk or ask you about how you work with them and specifically your i want to call it a method maybe called thrive which is 
the T is transformation, the H is healing, the R is resilience, the I is identity, the V is vision, and the E is enjoyment. Yeah. So I want to I want you to explain like like that process, how you you help people through that process. Okay. So um, we're talking. So transformation really um, is about change. Yeah. So when I realized that I wasn't traumatized, okay, I released the adoption trauma. Mm. So that's like an insight. That's the thing. I, I can't, I can't, I can, ex, I, uh, logical explanations of that won't really do it justice. Um, healing, well, I'm using, people think, that there are emotional wounds, and that's what I thought, right? And so I'm using, I use, I talk about healing, repairing emotional wounds. Well, actually, really, that's about realizing that, you know, you know, the emotional wounds that you have were just feelings, and they don't say anything about you. So that's the healing piece. Resilience, well, um, this is an easier one to talk about for me. Um, so, uh, most people say what doesn't kill us makes us stronger, right? You heard that saying. It's like going to the gym and lifting a lot of weights, bench pressing 160 pounds or whatever it is, you know, and, and then you can bench, bench press 180 pounds. So you've been, through a, you've been through a trauma, you've been through some hardship, you've been through some tough times, whatever that is whether that's to do with adoption, whatever it is in, in your life, you've been a marital breakup or whatever. You've been through it. And it hasn't killed you, it's made you stronger, like going to the gym. Well, that's that's not how I see it. That's how I used to see it. But actually, it has it is, it is made you stronger by realizing how strong you always were. You just hadn't realized it. Yeah? So that's what the resilience piece is all about. Um, identity this is a bit more philosophical i could give you a flip answer in two sentences but it might not land so uh, most people think of identity as in um their name right or, or their culture or their heritage but none of those are who we truly are because um for example our identity i've been david anthony flower and now i'm simon jonathan bank so if if i've been two I can't actually be either of those two. So uh, body, people on the body, well, um, our bodies change over time. So an, an identity is, is forever, isn't it? So it's about, I, I use different metaphors for this, but some people will call that spirit, for example, our nature. It's not our personality either, because our personality changes. So the identity piece is, is, is essentially what the psychologist would call the unconditioned soul, right? I wouldn't. I don't use that sort of language. I I call it like. So my my favorite metaphor of all time is not one of my. It's somebody that I borrowed off a mentor. It's the metaphor of the fact that you know we're we're diamonds. We're all diamonds. We're all born. We're all born perfect, okay? And then we go through life, and uh, let's call it manure, because this is a family show. Manure happens. So we go through hardship, uh, like we get bullied at school or we get adopted and we lose our, our biological mum and it's a bit, you know, it's a bit tough or whatever, or it isn't. Right? And then, so uh, manure happens and then we also get lots of manure in our head, like I had. So we think that we're not good enough. Well, so for me, the identity piece is, is the diamond that's kind of obscured by the manure. So that's the identity. Yeah. Uh, vision for the vision for the future. That's about what you want out of life, and that's the motivational stuff. So you know, what is it that you want? What do you need to? What's your dream? What do you need to do to make your dream come true? Um, how do you need to be to make your dream come true? How do you need to feel? How do you need to think? And who? And it, it leads back to the identity piece because most people's thoughts are, "I'm not good enough," because they've lost sight of the diamond in the manure okay um and enjoying it is uh, enjoying life is all about being uh not waiting for when so most of us as adults we're waiting 
kids are better at this than us, actually. Most, ad- uh, most of us as adults are waiting till we get our mortgage paid off to be happy or till we get a promotion to be happy or for when we go on holiday to be happy. We're waiting for when. Whereas, so uh, uh, one of my main mentors, uh, Liz and Richard, talk about being a, a, cre- a creator rather than a waiter. So a waiter waits for the outside circumstances to change before they uh, they uh, release the happiness inside them. Whereas you can actually create, you know, we can worry about that. If we can worry about the future, we can enjoy our future before it happens. So that's the kind of enjoyment. Contentment. Yes. Sorry? Contentment, being happy with where Contentment. you are and what you have right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, th- we can we can worry all we want about COVID, but it isn't going to make the situation better. But if we say that to somebody, they'll say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but then uh, I said this to somebody the uh, week, uh, and she said, yes, yeah, yeah. And then a split second later, she had to hit me with a bad news corona story, COVID story. I thought, you didn't. You got what I said intellectually, but you didn't get it. You didn't get it in your head, but you didn't get it in your heart. You didn't get it in your bones. And that's another thing. Maybe to, you know, we, you mentioned, you touched on this earlier on, you know, where we, most of us think understanding is an intellectual exercise. It's about a yes or a no, right? So, but if, if that was true, there'd be nobody, nobody would be smoking, would they? Because everybody knows, right? I smoked for a while, for a long while. Uh, uh, I knew intellectually it was a bad idea, but I didn't know in my bones. And when I saw something in my bones, that's when I stopped. So intellectual knowledge does us know. Well, intellectual knowledge isn't knowledge because it doesn't move us forward. What happens is when we get something deep, a bit more profound, a bit more in our bones. That's good stuff. It's a thought process. So as we are hoping to adopt, and then after we adopt, it's taking time to think, I guess, is really what it is. I think a lot of us just, like you said, I think travel on through life, waiting for the next outside thing to affect us. And we're just kind of bobbing along along the water and something comes and pokes us down under the water. And then we don't know how to come back up. Maybe we've come out and float to the top of the water, but we're still always at the top of the water. I'm using your metaphor of the soccer ball, sorry. Yeah. Whereas, so the insight. Yeah, the insight. The insight is what you, you don't know how, like yeah. when you're under the water, yeah. right. when you're, you're, when you're in the darkness, you can't see the light. So when you're in the darkness, you can't see the way out. Uh, you know, when you see light at the end of the tunnel, that's what draws you. Mm-hmm. That That's what, that's your escape route. You know, that's your way out of it. Um, just want to touch on something that I saw in a, in, in, on a practical level about this stuff. Um, bear in mind what you just said, right? So, so it was a message in an adoption group, right? And it said, uh, me and my partner are thinking about um, adopting, uh, but we've seen how traumatized all of you people are in this group, right? Because it was mainly adult adoptees in this group. It wasn't a group for adoptive parents. It was a group for adult adoptees. And this person had come into the group to see what was going on. You know, I don't know whether we should adopt anymore, Okay. So that I thought that you know, asking for an opinion, asking for well, how can you make that? You have to make decisions up for yourself. You have to. You're not. We're not. This isn't talk. We're not talking about babies wanting their bums wiping, right? Here's the truth. And all the people started saying underneath, "Well, my adoption was great, so do it." My then the next one was me. My adoption was terrible, so don't do it. You're just saying, well, and I. I I, I, so I put on saying it depends, right? But and then put a, then I put a, 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 a warning on. Most people who have had fantastic adoptions aren't in this group. So it's like if you it, it, it's it's like it would be like going to uh, learn about um, learning. Uh, it would be a, it's about it would be like. You're in a room full of uh, 120 people, bank, uh, entrepreneurs that have gone bankrupt and asking them whether you should set up your business or not, right? You know, the, the people that ask the right people yeah, and, and, and also ask the right people, but it's just an opinion. 
you you can't you can't act. should i oh should i ad- tim tim do you think i should adopt well somebody asks us a question we're trying to help them but something as deep as that and then somebody put said well somebody put if if you're having second thoughts then don't do it do you know we i, I don't know uh, this i think this was in the uk but we're living in this state where where we think you know well should I? Shouldn't I? I mean, it's really helpless. Anyway, I'm, I'm ranting a little bit, but I'm, I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing. No, I think it's a very good point. And I think that's why people uh, that I've ran into seek opinions or, or stories of adult adoptees because <clears throat> they do get a little bit scared. If you've never adopted before and you don't know really what yeah. it's like, you get scared. Like, what am I? what's this child going to do? What am I going to run into as i raise this child and what kind of deep wounds are they going to have that i have to help them fix and is it even something i'm supposed to do because of that well here's the thing you see um believing i was wounded was the thing that sent me down Mm -hmm. so you asked me about that right and i used the exact i said there's a few examples and i went with the rejection thing okay but and, and there's a reason i went for that because the book is called primal wound right so i didn't want to go near that because i respect this lady right um but uh the chapter on the book that i the first chapter on the book that i'm writing at the moment for adoptees is fundamentally unwoundable the human spirit is unwoundable we just don't see that that's the big thing that I saw, right? And yeah. it's a bit esoteric, so I didn't. I went with the rejection thing because it's a little bit easier, right? Spirit is unwoundable, in my opinion, and that's what I've seen. And that's the biggest cause of. That's the biggest thing that's brought the light into my life. Yeah, and you really need to finish that book <laughs> because there's a lot of us that need to read that. We do read the primal wound, and we do get this scared feeling like, goodness, yeah, my kids are going to be me. just wounded their whole lives, and how are we going to ever help them through this? So I that's, think that's you, what happened to me. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your book is going to be a huge, below. huge thing for us to read. Yeah. That, that's what sent me below the water. Mm-hmm. That's why I bounced. But I'm tingling now, Tim. I'm, 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 I'm tingling because that's why I'm doing what I'm doing mm-hmm. now because that's what propelled me. That's the insight that I had, that I was unwoundable. I, and I can try and explain it. Like, in, I, I, can, I can give a little bit more logic on it that, it that might help some people that, you know, don't go with the woo-woo stuff, right? Spirit, there's, the spiritual is immaterial. It's not material. Material... I'm, so I'm, I'm pointing at my arm. My arm can be wounded. Yeah. She's using a physical metaphor for something that is emotional, something that is intangible. It's not the truth. Our emotions go up and down, but they are just abstract. They're just a feeling. It's, yeah. And we are, we're spirit, you know, we can bounce through that. So when does your book come out? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'll put the pressure soon. on you. Soon, yeah, soon. Well, I've just, I've just restructured it all. It's mainly for adoptees, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna write one for uh, adopters as well. Well, that's great. And and as we wrap up this interview, I, what's coming coming down the road is you've got a book coming out for adoptees, and you're gonna start working on a book for adoptors, adoptors parents, or, or adoptive parents. Yep, adopters, yeah, adopters, yep. adoptive parents. Yeah. So, is your story gonna be wrapped up in this book? The, the adoptee one will have more of my yeah. story, but it's okay. more about the learning. Because um, all that matters to me is impact, right? It's yeah, have an impact. Right. We're doing it. Right. We're doing. So, yeah, I'm restructuring it for impact. And then, um, and then the, the one down the line is for, will be for adopters, adoptive uh, parents, adoptive families. And that will be less a, a little bit about my story, but it will be more about the empowerment stuff. So it will be more about, you know, the Thrive model. And So you're in the U.K., but you work with people everywhere, yes? I work with people all over the world. New Zealand, America, Australia, Canada, How Egypt. Do you, 
<laughs> wow. Uh, that's awesome. How do folks find you and what's what's the best way so to contact you? So they find me on Simon simonben.co.uk. So Ben's got two N's on it in the surname. S-I-M-O-N, Ben, B-E-N-N. And then we've got these funny simonben.com. Somebody keeps on trying to sell it to me, you know, but <laughs> I don't believe he's really for true. So yeah, it's um, uh, it's Simon, the, the, the uh, it's .co dot uk that's yeah. a little that's like a uk domain name sure i'm not going to be scammed by this guy who, who wants to sell me this domain all. name i don't even know if he can it's, it's his to sell you know i don't think you need it you got we got the link works. we'll put the link in the show notes so everybody will just i mean you don't need to memorize it just click on the link in the show notes you give free consultations yes yeah confidential chat i think is what you call them yeah as a chat, yeah. And what is that about? Is that just, just? Well, it's about what, what, so what's going on for the mum or the dad, or if it's an adult adoptee, what's going on for them, and whether they, you know, whether they, they think I can help them. Right. Okay. It's a, it's a, um, a chemistry meeting, really. Okay. You know, it's, a, it's about it's the chemistry right between the two, and am I saying stuff that leads them to impact, to, to insight? If I don't create any insights, I don't create any change. If I don't create any change, then their world isn't going to change. So it's for me to have a back and forth with them. Awesome. Have it, see if they can have some insights. And on your website, you have a, at the top, there's something you call the A to Z of children's well-being. And it's not just for adoptees. It's for any, any children. But it's 26 videos and transcripts of how you answer questions all about kids, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it takes different things like bullying and confidence, self-esteem, um, different things, happiness, A to Z. Yeah, A to Z, as you were saying, the states. Yeah. Good stuff. Really good stuff there too. So, wow. I, I just the, the the things that you've you've bring out. I mean, I'm such a practical guy. I'm I am pretty black and white. And but you make me think, <laughs> which is a good thing. Uh, as an adoptive parent, especially, I mean, you make me think and and know what to look for in my kids, how to help them realize they are a diamond. I love that metaphor of diamond, and they can just yeah. get manure shoveled onto them, or maybe even coming inside of their own head, and they need to get rid of that. They're the diamond. They're always that diamond, and they can't forget yeah, that. Yeah. So but I they, love that metaphor. So, so what I mean by insight okay is them seeing the diamond for themselves because mm. somebody tells me like my my mom said to me right the other day she said you're the best thing that ever happened to us you and your sister the best thing that ever happened to us did that land for me well i'd love to say if my mom's listening i'd love to say yes but it didn't really you know i didn't i i, I felt a warm glow but it wasn't like ah, oh, yeah oh, um, oh i really get that i didn't it didn't land for me not really deeply I don't know why, but, you know, it's just one of those things. So that's what I mean by insight is, you, you know, we can tell our kids the diamonds, but they've got to see it for themselves. That's what yeah. an insight is. And that's what an epiphany is. That's what an epiphanet is. It's about, and, 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 and that's the, that's where the kind of the, the there's a, there's a mixture between the knowledge and the skills, right? So yeah. the skills is about bringing that out, you know, bringing that out to them, helping them see that. But I have to say that, yeah, I've got you thinking, but I want to take it, away from me okay because this what every parent adoptive parents and non-adoptive parents right what everybody's what you've got going for you right is your love for your kids your love is going to get you through right your love is going to propel you down the learning curve that's what gets you going all i'm here to do is give you a bit of knowledge and skills and kind of help you along the way a little bit, you know, with some of the stuff that I've learned. But without the love, anything that I say is absolutely, nothing's going to land whatsoever. So um, I, I don't know whether love is a secret weapon or so. We're weaponizing love, ladies and gentlemen here. But um, it is a secret thing. That's the secret source. That's what's going to get you through. That's what gets everybody through. Um, and um, if, if, that lands for your audience, you know, that love will get them through. That love for their kids will get them through. Because there isn't any alternative. Right. There, you've got to get through it. You're going to get through it. And love's going to get you through it. So. That's awesome. Well, I 
thank you so much for everything you've given us today uh, and the thoughts and inspiration. Uh, just good, really good stuff. I invite everybody to go to his website. It's simonben.co.uk. Well, thank you so much for all the stuff you've you shared with us today and your story. Uh, you've got a unique, very unique perspective that, uh, and I can't wait for your book to come out. Uh, we'll, we'll certainly put it on a resources page. Let me know so I can get a copy too, because I can't wait to read it. So thanks so much for coming on the show today, cool. Simon. Cheers. Thank you. All right. Great interview today, man. I hope you got a lot out of today's show. I think it's so important to think about how to help your kids thrive as adoptees. And Simon really did a great job helping us think today, really helping me think. And I'm so thankful to have Simon on the show to share his thoughts, his feelings, his stories. It's just great stuff. So two things I want you to do today. One is subscribe to this podcast. Uh, Go to iTunes, Stitcher, any Spotify, whatever your favorite player is. And and I'll put, I have links at infantadoptionguide.com under the podcast page, but I really appreciate it if you go on there, subscribe to the show so you don't miss anything. And if you there, leave a review, that would be awesome too. Number two, join our adoption community, our infant adoption guide community. So at infantadoptionguide.com, there's various places you can enter your first name and email address and you're in. I'll, you and I are going to connect. We'll work together on your adoption adventure and connect with other people that are on the same boat and in the same place. Because I'm here for you. I've been in your shoes. I want you to adopt. I want you to reach your dream. There's lots of great podcasts, articles, guides, and resources at infiniteadoptionguide.com. And I'm working on something even more amazing. (laughs) I'm super excited about. I don't think it's ever been done before in the infinite adoption world. I want to just tease you with that. Uh, I can't wait to share it with you soon. Anyway, all the highlights, links that we talked about in today's show are going to be on the show notes at infantadoptionguide.com forward slash 82 as this is episode number 82 and thank you so much for listening i really appreciate you until next time you are in my thoughts in my prayers as you go on the journey to build your family through infant adoption god bless thanks for listening to my dad